Welcome back to the Better Men, Better Ball Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here for the 43rd episode. And for the 43rd episode, we get the chance to talk to Johnny Poss, the head coach at Wilson College. Coach Poss, uh, this is his fourth season with the with Wilson College. Um, the first season, what was um, interesting about his, he actually started the program. So in the first season, was just a recruiting year, getting the program off the ground, and then they go when they go in the first season, actually starting, they went twenty-one and thirteen in their inaugural season, led the conference in pitching and defense, made the conference playoffs the first year, um, and before he gets to that, that, um, and then of course we had COVID last year, and. Um, but before he got to Wilson, he was the head coach at St. Mary's Catholic High School, where he was a 123 and 28, sent 22 players on to college. He was also assistant coach at Dematha High School. They won, where during that time he was, they won two private school state championships in a extremely tough, the best conference in Maryland. Uh, just extremely great baseball there played in that conference. But uh, was a great player in his own right. Played at UMBC. Played at Winthrop. Got to play professional baseball in the Frontier League, Atlantic League, as well as some little affiliated ball with the Baltimore Orioles. So, but Coach Poss is, um, you know, it's in Chambersburg, Wilson College in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. You know, really uh, turning things around up there. You know, like I said, starting a brand new program. Just the challenges that that, that it takes to do that, get it off the ground, and then as he mentions, you know, it's starting to get some votes even from the national poll um, in their short career. So. Uh, we get into a um, load of things. Coach Posh is really known as one, just a great recruiter. Um, he's, you know, it, it shows by the talent that comes in there, but it really stems from how much his relationships come through. And you see that and you hear that a ton through our conversation um, and just how relationships are so important to him and what he's done there through those relationships and how that's really helped his success at every level. So, um, really want to thank Coach Poss for getting on with me today. Um, really happy that we can start this relationship. And yes, Chambers of Pennsylvania is in Pennsylvania, but literally only 35, 45 minutes from here here in Smithsburg, Maryland. And so um, really great to have that relationship with him and start that. Um, and it's great to see just the game growing in our area. And, uh, you know, can't thank him enough. So without further ado, I want to welcome and hopefully enjoy this great conversation with head coach at Wilson College, Mr. Johnny Poss. As far as, as, as you know, recruiting, it, it's, you know, um, you know, obviously I believe in, in my heart of hearts that, you know, it's unfortunate for the 21 class, um, you know, even the 20s, and then pop, it's probably going to affect the 22s as well. Um, this isn't a one-year thing where, you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot of kids that probably were fringe D1 type guys, you know, maybe a smaller D1 mid-major, you know, that kind of thing. And and I think it's obvious, you know, that some of those bigger programs just don't have room for guys who have, you know, so it's kind of snowballed its way down. And, and we've been able to, you know, I think get some really quality players, um, you know, who may not have fallen to this level in a normal a normal year. So, um, you know, we took full advantage of that, my staff and I, and, you know, right now we have 14 kids committed for the, for the next year's class. Um, 
you know, one of the things we, we do here and obviously building a program is, is we want competition. So, you know, at each position and on the mound behind the plate, you know, all sorts, you know, pretty much any, every position on the field. So, um, you know, I think it's tough on the, on the kids right now. And, and, you know, they just kind of kind of keep their heads down and keep working and, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, they are the, the way they are. And, and, you know, the, again, you know, have an opportunity to play a collegiate sport at any level is, is, you know, a blessing. And, and, um, I think a lot of people, myself included being a D one guy, um, had a very bad misconception of what division three baseball was. Um, you know, and again, I was that kid. So it's funny, you know, I look back 23 years ago, you know, when I was a junior in high school or whatever, and, and, uh, you know, and my pretty much was that D one or bust kid and, and not necessarily all these kids are the best fit for me, you know, for instance, you know, going to a pretty decent sized school, you know, right away was, a uh, culture shock for me coming from Damatha where it's, you know, 750, 800 kids in your whole high school. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, your first few classes have five, six, 700 people in them. And, and, you know, so it wasn't a great fit for me, uh, but I chased that D one, um, you know, just, just the D one before, you know, it was cool to post on social media or anything like that. It was, you know, I just wanted to play at the highest level, but, you know, I can tell you now from coaching at this level, um, you know, there, there's, there's great baseball here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids on my roster that I fully expect to, you know, play after college is done to get some opportunities. And, and, you know, I tell kids all the time, you know, when I played five years of professional baseball that, you know, I played with just as many guys from schools I've never heard of than I did from Wake Forest and Georgia tech. And, you know, if you're good enough, uh, you know, the, the major league scouts are going to find you, um, you know, baseball is a very small circle as well. Um, some of my really good friends are in scouting and, and mm. so forth. And some of the guys I actually played with now manage some of the independent leagues that I played in. Um, so, you know, any, any opportunity I can help push my guys to that level. Um, you know, I, I'll do everything in my power to give them that chance. Yeah. That's, that, that's a really nice opportunity there for sure. Hey, touch on a couple things there, you know, like one, I love how you talk about competition. Um, now, competition in terms of, I'm sure that you just, you know, recruiting wise, because I know that's a big MO of yours. You know, that's, that's something I've just even known before we even, we, before we even contacted and got to know each other, I already knew that Johnny Posh was a, was a recruiter, you know? <laughs> and so we'll get, so can you want to touch base a little about your recruiting system? Maybe what you're looking at, you know, how you guys do, like what has made you, because you know, like, like you said, you, you have this already uh, name of he's a recruiter. Like he's a guy that's going to bring in some guys. So how do you, how do you go about becoming a good recruiter? Uh, you know, I think part of it, and, and, you know, this may sound really weird or corny, but, you know, I think part of it is just sometimes your personality, um, you know, but for me, uh, my staff as well, you know, I, I go out, I let them go out, um, you know, they, they come back, um, give me notes, you know, circle guys, but we are out pretty religiously, um, you know, after our season through pretty much the beginning of our fall, um, which, you know, usually is about the second week in September. So, you know, we are out pretty much every weekend. Um, and obviously you got, you, you need to see what the kids can do on the field. Um, you know, I go to a lot of PBR events. I go to, you know, 
uh, tournaments I go, you know, again, and I love that part of it. I love being out in a baseball field. Like I, you know, kind of mentioned my daughter's grown up. So, you know, there's not a lot for me to do, you know, at home other than, you know, kind of go out and recruit on the weekends. But, you know, after that initial stage, I, I normally will, um, you know, send them a text message. Um, you know, I think a big thing for any coaches that are travel coaches or, uh, high school coaches is, you know, make sure that you have, um, you know, a sheet to give the the coaches when they're there, um, with their players roster information, you know, the kids grades, um, a contact email, a contact number. Uh, because again, it's, it makes it difficult when we're out recruiting to, you know, really like a kid and then, you know, kind of have to chase down the coach afterwards and try to get the kids information. So especially in summer baseball and travel ball, it's nice when, um, you know, the programs can kind of just hand you a sheet of paper and, and, you know, a lot of them are really, really good at it. Um, but I'll normally send a follow-up, you know, or an, excuse me, an initial text message, um, kind of just generic, you know, in the fact that it'll introduce them, say I saw him play this past weekend at whatever event, um, you know, that I was very interested in them. I liked what I saw, kind of just a brief, you know, thing about our college, about our program. And then, you know, kind of see if I get a response. Um, and, you know, let's be real. If I text 10 guys from a weekend, I might've circled 10 guys, you know, out of 15 games that I watched, I may get a response from three or four of them. Um, and then those guys kind of make my list. Um, and we continue, you know, I hopefully will go out and see them again. Um, and we start developing that relationship, but, but really, um, you know, that's kind of just the, the, the straightforward version, you know, to me, recruiting is about relationships. Um, you know, I think you want families and players that believe in, in, you know, what you're telling them that you're not trying to sell them. You know, it's, it's very easy to, you know, come off kind of as a used car salesman, I think as a coach. And, um, you know, I, I, I preach the things that are important to me about, you know, the things that I tell my guys here when they decide to come here and play for me that, you know, the end game is getting a college degree um, and to leave here, you know, with with guys that are going to be in your wedding, guys that you're going to be friends with for for the rest of your lives. Um, and then, you know, obviously as well as to, you know, have them be great, great fathers, great husbands, you know, great employees. I, I you know, I've been lucky to be in this game for a really, really long time. Um, and baseball teaches you, you know, you fail an awful lot. Mm -hmm. So I tell our kids, you know, it's just like life. You're going to get knocked on your rear end, um, you know, and you got to get back up and keep plugging away. So, I mean, if COVID taught any of us anything, I think, you know, these last 10 months, you know, that was one of the things I preached to my guys is, is that, you know, you never know the last time you're going to be able to put a uniform on is. And, and, you know, they, they hear me say it and they hear me say it. And I've said it to my high school kids that I coached, you know, my travel ball kids when I was helping out at that level, um, you know, and, and then obviously in college, you're getting closer to the end for, for 98%, 99% yeah. of these guys. Um, you know, and I think it, it really hit home last year, you know, finishing up a double header, you know, on March 12th and coming back to the dugout from our talk in left field, you know, my SID grabbed me and just kind of said, Hey, Johnny, you need to call Lori, uh, who was my athletic director and basically was told we were done. Um, you know, so again, you know, just the, you know, I think sometimes these kids don't really take 
take it all in exactly. And then sometimes something like this, you know, proves to them that, you know, what I'm trying to teach them and some of the things, the life lessons are, you know, way more than the game of baseball. I think, you know, they both transcend each other, which is great. Uh, but, you know, to kind of, you know, anytime you have an opportunity to lay everything out there, you know, whether it's your job, whether it's, you know, your, you know, family, family time, you know, your wife, um, you know, playing a sport, whatever is, you know, don't ever have any regrets. And, and, you know, I think it taught a lot of our kids that last year. Mm-hmm. Not for sure. A lot, a lot, a lot of lessons, man, just gratefulness. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and oh, tons of lessons. It is. And, and, you know, for me, even me, I mean, these, these last 10 months have been, you know, probably the toughest 10 months I can remember. Um, you know, obviously as a younger, younger man and in college and playing, you know, in, in the, in the minor league systems, you know, you pretty much, you know, don't have as many worries as, as real world type stuff. I mean, you don't make a whole sure. lot of money. I always tell our kids that, and, you know, they think it's this glamorous lifestyle and, and, you know, with our coaching staff, my pitching coach was a 21st rounder, um, you know, by the Cubs pitched at Frederick community college and then uh, West Virginia, um, you know, and then obviously myself playing for five years professionally, you know, the, these kids tend to ask a lot of questions and, you know, I'm, I'm honest with them. It's, it's not the most glamorous lifestyle and, and, right. you know, you don't make a lot of money and, you know, you sleep in five, you know, with five other guys in a, in a room. So you guys can, you know, afford to, to live somewhere if you don't have a host family. So, you know, that kind of goes back to, you know, me just being honest with my guys. I wasn't a great student. Um, you know, I, I always did enough to get by. I have a business degree that I graduated with and I'm proud of that. Um, but I, I'm a lot harder on these kids than I, than I was on myself for, you know, sticking to, you know, the, I, which I think are the, the keys, like I said, those, those three things of, you know, end game here is getting a degree, you know, creating lifelong friendships and, and, you know, being better men when you leave. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, Johnny, just going back to, uh, I mean, I'm just looking, I'm thinking one thing that just uh, got a question that just kind of comes to my mind of, you know, again, you've already been known as a good recruiter and you already have a, a process and things that you're doing. And your background in coaching really was from high school. Is this something like, did you reach out to anybody before, like when you got into college and you started doing this, is this something that just naturally came to you? Did you research? Uh, like, what was the process of you kind of coming up with, you know, and becoming such a great recruiter so fast? Well, you know, that's, I'm going to answer that in two ways. One, um, you know, being a private school coach is a lot different that's at the true. high school level um, versus, you know, just kind of being handed where you live. That's true. So, you know, being that I coached in both the WCAC and the MIAA, you know, we are allowed to recruit. So, right. um, you know, it, it, and I kind of laugh about this now is, you know, I look at seventh and eighth grade kids and you're trying to project them out and, you know, it's, it's just a difficult task, obviously, you know, they haven't, you know, some have hit puberty already and some are, you know, six, one, 200 pounds. And then, yeah, you know, they're playing against kids who are five, three, a hundred and, you know, eight pounds. So, right. you know, so I got a little bit of a taste of that, you know, being that it being at the private schools that we were allowed to kind of recruit and, okay. um, you know, so I would say I got a little bit of that, but going into the college game, you know, one of the funny things, Trey, I'll tell you is, um, you know, I grad, I graduated college in May of 98, uh, from Winthrop. Um, I went to two pro tryouts down in, uh, Orlando, Florida. 
Um, did very, very well at the first one. Didn't get signed. Um, that was at the Northern League. Um, they sent me to a Frontier League tryout, which was actually the next day. I didn't know anything about it. Um, signed that night. And, you know, luckily got to play for five years. And, um, you know, when I got home, you know, that lifestyle, like I said, is, is you know, tough. And, um, you know, I was married at the time. I had, you know, a, a infant daughter who's, you know, one, two years old. Um, so it's, it's very tough in that aspect. And, you know, I played as long as I could, uh, but I kind of felt like once I stopped and moving and, you know, left affiliated back to independent, you know, it's time to kind of move on with life. So, you know, I was just done with baseball in general, and I think I needed a break. So I took about five years, you know, of just being a dad, um, you know, and, and spending time with her and, and catching up on a whole lot of missed times. Um, so, you know, she's my, my, obviously my number one priority and, and still is to this day, even though she's 21 now and probably would kill me if, you know, she heard me talking about her on something like this, but, you know, I, I joke always with my kids and tell them, um, you know, I have one daughter and I have 40 sons and I treat all of those guys the same way. But, you know, the funny thing is, is I really had no, I guess, you know, I wasn't ever looking to coach. I mean, that was never on my agenda. Um, you know, got a call from a friend who got the DeMatha job and, and, you know, I was working at NASA uh, in Goddard right there in Greenbelt. And it was about five minutes from DeMatha. So, you know, I started off just as an assistant and, you know, kind of going when I could. And, and really the thing that struck me right away was the relationships and the impact of that you can have on those young men. Sure. Um, you know, so that's kind of what grabbed me right away with the coaching, um, you know, and I kind of realized really quickly how much baseball has been, you know, such a huge part of my life since, you know, T-ball at four, um, you know, those five years, it was kind of a finding yourself um, moment for the first time in my life. I wasn't, you know, Johnny Poss, the baseball player. I was, you know, a father, a husband, you know, an employee, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I, and to be honest, I missed, you know, baseball. I think I'm going to be a lifer, um, you know, obviously, and, and I enjoy it. And like I said, you know, the, the most special part of me is uh, of the coaching for me is, is, you know, the relationships that I get to, you know, to develop with my players. So, you know, yeah, it was kind of the college game. I kind of, you know, I did reach out to a few friends. Um, one of my old roommates is uh, from Pro Bowl. Drew Thomas is a pitching coach at Coastal. Um, Matt Swope's a really good friend of mine who's, mm -hmm. you know, on the Maryland staff. Um, trying to think. Uh, Tom Reginas from Winthrop. Uh, you know, Mike McGuire was my assistant, who's the head coach at USC Upstate. Um, so I did. I, I reached out to, you know, quite a few guys, um, you know, that, that either I played for or played with uh, or against. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and, you know, just kind of ask them what, what, it, you know, what's different, you know, Matt Swope and I've had, um, you know, Maddie and I've known each other a really long time and, and, um, you know, it's been nice because obviously we're at different levels. Um, but you know, the good thing is, is having friends in this, um, that you trust yeah. and, you know, he's been great. Um, we bounce stuff off each other all the time. Um, and, you know, I'm getting old when now a guy like that I coached was just named the interim coach at McDaniel, um, you know, Kevin Heiss, you know, young guy that I coached in the big 26, um, you know, and I think baseball is one of those games and I, I would assume it's in a lot of sports, but, you know, 
you know, Kevin's reached out to me a few times about, you know, Hey, how do I do the scheduling? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, you kind of pay it forward. Yeah. Um, so some guys really helped me in getting in, um, I, you know, I don't think the game changes in any, any fashion as far as, you know, the high school level versus the college level, other than, you know, how the time restraints are for, you know, division levels and that kind of thing. Um, you know, like I mentioned to you previously, I'm a pretty old school guy. Um, my high school coach, Charlie Sullivan coached at DeMatha for, and I'm guessing 35 years, you know, 32 years, somewhere in that neighborhood, um, before showcase travel baseball, you know, we played Legion baseball. So Mm -hmm. bumps, you know, bumps Vaughn was my, my Legion coach and bumps is probably, if not one of the most well-known, you know, Legion coaches at Chevrolet. I mean, they won, you know, we're in, in, you know, world series and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and then also being a DeMatha guy, you throw in guys like, you know, Bill McGregor, our, our football coach and coach Wooten, our basketball coach. Um, you know, those are the kind of the guys that I was, you know, I did play football. I was a kicker punter. I, I saw how big the rest of the guys were. So I made sure I got out of there real quick and didn't, didn't get killed. Um, you know, but I played soccer all four years at the math as well in varsity. I was a goalie, you know, so I, I enjoyed playing all sorts of sports, kind of let my own child do that, find her way in it. Um, you know, but, you know, I use a lot of those guys, you know, that, that kind of shape me as a player, um, you know, and again, I think that's kind of where my style comes from. Um, as far as, like I said, you know, we're very old school in the fact that, you know, <clears throat> we go over bunt defenses twice a week, you know, rundowns, pickoff plays, you know, relays, um, you know, making sure we hit cutoff men, you know, the, the things that I think, you know, uh, kind of the same thing that transformed the way I turned St. Mary's around is just you go back to fundamental baseball. And, you know, a lot of teams will beat themselves if, if you don't make a whole lot of mistakes. And, you know, first year here at Wilson, you know, we went 21 and 13 with eight freshmen on the field. Um, you know, and again, I don't think we were much more talented than everybody. Uh, but our kids knew, you know, again, that we weren't going to beat ourselves. We were going to do the little things that it took to win, you know, get a bunt down, um, you know, make sure, you know, in a first and third, you know, that we have, you know, the, the early break play and how we defend and, um, you know, if they're going to bunt with first and second, you know, I think a lot of the, you know, even at the high school level, a lot of that stuff gets pushed to the background now, um, you know, and some of these players just unfortunately, you know, have to play travel baseball to get seen, um, you know, there's not a ton of old school mentality coaches out there um, who are kind of your baseball purist. Um, you know, where they kind of sit back and wait for the three run home run or, you know, again, and I'm trying, thank goodness that I have a younger staff, um, you know, by no, by no means do I consider myself an old guy, but, you know, I joke and say, you know, they had radar guns back when I played, but we didn't obviously have any of the, you know, diamond kinetics or the blast motion sensors or, you know, core velo belts and, um, you know, being a college coach, you know, that's something that I did get for all of our guys. You know, a lot of our guys learn a lot better with that stuff than they do with, you know, touch and feel. It's such a, you know, technology driven world that we're living in. 
you know, we, we got all that stuff last year and these guys can literally pull it up on their phone. You know, they, you know, they can see their BP rounds from the day and, you know, certain things that stick out to me, the attack angle and, and stuff like that, that, um, you know, and Matt's actually a guy that I bounced a lot of that stuff off of it at, over at Maryland. And, um, you know, again, our pitching, both our pitching guys are very good, you know, with the, you know, plyo stuff. And, and, you know, we just got the core velocity belts and, you know, I don't want us to become a gimmick. Uh, but I think a lot of these guys learn, you know, very well with some of these new products. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've bought into that, you know, I'm still one thing I'll fight you to death on is, is, you know, at the end of the day, the launch angle argument to me is, is kind of, you know, watching baseball, especially, you know, this, these past few years has been, you know, frustrating because I, you know, I am not that all or nothing guy. I want guys to put pressure on other teams. I want to hit balls hard. Um, you know, and these kids get driven into over and over about, you know, you know, the, the launch angle and this and that, and so many, you know, just key words where, you know, I'm more of that get in the box and compete guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I want a guy, I want a guy that's going to get in there and battle and, and, you know, know the situation and, and certain things like that. So, you know, I, like I said, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever fully not have that old school tendency to me, but I think being a coach, you have to adapt as well. Um, you know, as, as, a, as a coach and get better, um, you know, and that's one of the things I, I, you know, I will say as well is I'm very lucky to have an incredible staff. Um, I let them all do their thing. Um, kind of like I tell everyone, I'm kind of like the symphony director, but you know, my two pitching guys strictly work with our pitchers, you know, coach Ocker is our infield base running coach. He does, you know, that stuff with those guys. Um, you know, coach Coop was our outfield guy. You know, I work with our catchers and, and our offensive guys. So we kind of all have our little niche that, you know, that we feel very strongly in how we coach. Um, but you know, I let guys do what they're good at. Um, I'm not a power hungry guy. Um, so I, I really enjoy letting those guys and, and, you know, remarkably, I will tell you, we've led our conference two years in a row in, in pitching and defense, um, you know, in our first year and then last year in our shortened year. So, you know, I kind of know that those guys and I've seen the results of some kids that came in at, you know, 80, 81, who are now, you know, 86, 88 guys a year later. So, you know, what they're doing is working, you know, and, and they're, they're very, very good at what they do. So I, I let them do it, obviously, you know, I I think, you know, that's one of the things that I'm proud of is, you know, just like as a player, you know, I want these guys to move on. If, if, you know, one of my pitching guys has an opportunity to become a D one, you know, pitching coach down the line, you, you know, you kind of look at it as that, you know, Bill Belichick coaching tree or the Andy Reid. you want your guys to have success. So, you know, I'll, I'll never hold any of my guys back. I, you know, you know, we'll get them to, you know, the, the highest level that they can go as well. Oh yeah. And that just shows, I mean, again, your relationships and how you're able to grow those things as well. I was just thinking too, cause I had Swope, I had talked to Swope on the, on the podcast as well. I was thinking uh, you guys must definitely, especially if you're, you know, like you said, your old school ways, having some very unique conversations with him when hitting, that's for sure. Yeah, so he'll make actually, your, he'll make your head spin. I mean, well, he'll make. I will t- he's he's so. a, he's awesome. He is, but I actually went home. Uh, you know, I, I guess I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but you know, <laughs> go. I I went home for the holidays, and uh, you know, being up in Pennsylvania, it's about a two hour drive. I'm we're right on the Maryland border. Yeah, uh, my parents are in Annapolis, so you know, I obviously wanted to see them. Um, 
and drove home. But Matt actually told me the week before he'd been hitting with, uh, you know, the, one of the, Wait, one of the major league guys with, with, you know, at the twins. And, you know, so I, I told him, I said, Hey, you know, do you mind if, you know, if he's like, dude, come on. So, you know, I got to go in there and kind of watch and, uh, you know, ask questions and, and, you know, it's, it, and I'm going to be honest, Matt, you know, we talk a lot. We talk, we bounce things off each other. Um, I think Matt and I are both very similar because again, we both played for the same high school coach. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, some of the stuff Matt was teaching, I'd never heard of before, yeah. you know, again, so, you know, that's, that's where I say you have to have open mind. Um, you know, again, I'm not going to literally take everything that Matt taught, you know, Lamont that day. Um, and, and, you know, the guy's obviously in the big leagues for a reason. He's got mm -hmm. some, some serious skills. You know, I don't know if that swing is going to work for every one of my guys. It may work for a few of them. Um, so again, I think that's one of the good things. And, and, you know, anybody at any level, I think should always want to, you know, you know, you never shatter, you're never satisfied. I mean, there's always stuff to learn. There's always, you know, things to make you a better person, a better coach, you know, that kind of stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, when push comes to shove, to me, the biggest part of coaching is, you know, having guys that know, you know, that I care about them sincerely on and off the field. Um, you know, again, I look back to my career and, and, you know, you know, let's get past high school, but had an opportunity and, and, you know, professional baseball to play for Billy Ripken, um, Buddy Harrelson from the Miracle Mets, Daryl Evans, uh, you know, big leaguer Joe Charbonneau rookie of the year in 1980 uh, for the Indians and you know some of those guys that stick out to me that I had a chance to play for were guys that I still talk to now you know I haven't played you know pro ball in 18 years um, you know and, and with technology nowadays I still get to talk to Sharp, you know Joe Charbonneau one of the best guys I've ever met in my entire life and mm. you know um, you know, it was my hitting coach for two years and, and we used to laugh because, you know, I, I was the worst batting practice hitter, like of all time. So <laughs> if even in the pros, if we didn't have to hit, you know, and a lot of the times it's not mandatory, um, I would literally not hit during batting practice and I would go under, you know, go under the, into a tunnel, take about eight swings off a tee and maybe 10 swings, you know, with a guy throwing to me and then go because I just got myself in so many bad habits during BP watching, you know, guys launch balls in, uh, you know, out of the field all day and I'm rolling over stuff. And, you know, and so I just got so frustrated that the way my mind worked as a, as a, as a hitter was the less I thought about the better I did. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's another thing that I've learned personally to let guys, you know, again, I'm, I'm not a cookie cutter guy, you know, every, every guy that I work with on hitting is going to have their own, you know, kind of approach and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, that's, that's just, you know, again, I think you evolve as a, as a player, as a coach, all of those things. And, you know, I can say now, you know, at 44 that, you know, I'm pretty comfortable blending the two of them, um, still have a lot to learn and, and, you know, log in and, and listen to these podcasts when I'm in the car and different things. So, you know, and then you're out recruiting with certain guys, Coach Bennett at Frederick, you know, there's guys mm -hmm. that I respect tremendously. Um, you know, I'm really close with the Shepherd guys as well, Pat mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, and those guys. So, you know, the it, small fraternity, you know, and, and these guys that, that, you know, we're out every weekend, you know, together and, and, you know, sitting together for 10 hours in 98 degree weather, you right. know, 
So, you know, you became, you become, and you, you know, you gain relationships with those guys and, and it's fun. And that's, you know, it's kind of why I tell kids too. It's, it's amazing to me that, um, you know, like I mentioned to you earlier, if I send out 10 text messages that seven kids won't respond, you know, and it's, there's a chance that maybe their dream school is, is, is a school of, of a guy that maybe you're really close with, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, you know, it was one of the things I taught my daughter in the process was, you know, I had certain rules being, I was a coach and, you know, and a player for a long time that, you know, she committed to a college to play and I made her reach out and talk to, you know, every school that she had visited, you know, and thank them for their recruitment. And, you know, I always told her, no matter what, if it was a school, she had zero interest in to thank them, you know, but she wasn't interested. And for what reason, um, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of that anymore. And, and, you know, the kids that do do it, you know, you, you're always kind of pulling for them, even if you end up playing for, you know, playing against them in some, some fashion, you know, I may lose a kid to, you know, Gettysburg or, or whatever, but if the kid handles themselves and, and, you know, um, you know, in a good way, I think it, it goes to show you, you know, the good upbringing and, and, you know, what kind of human being they are. So, you, you know, you always pull for those guys, but, you know, that's one of the things I would tell you is a pretty big pet peeve, you know, when kids get texts from a D3 coach and, you know, just don't respond because, you know, what's to say that I'm not coaching at, at you know, at a D1 in, in five years or, Thank you know, God. one of my assistants isn't, you know, so, um, you know, with it being a small fraternity of us, you know, and again, you know, you, we, we sit a lot together, we share stories together, we, you know, we share emails that we get, you know, you cut, you do keep some things close to the vest, especially if you're trying to maybe go after the same kid as somebody else. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's just a life lesson again, that kind of goes that full circle with what I talk about as, as a player, as a coach of our relationship. Um, you know, I get to know my guys inside and out and it's hilarious because, you know, you'll have kids that you'll know their entire life story in a week. Um, and then you'll have kids that it'll take you three, four years to break through and, and, and really learn who they are and for them to trust you and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I, Trey, honestly, you know, I tell you that goes beyond the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the big things right now, you know, I, I talk about mental health quite a bit. Um, you know, I've battled anxiety and panic attacks myself personally for 19 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9-11 was the first one I had. Um, my dad was a policeman, um, you know, in, in the, in the DC area. So, you know, I think I had them probably previously just kind of, um, but, you know, I, I will be honest and say, you know, one of the things that I've probably done the most of in the last 10 months is, you know, be available for all my players, you know, whether it's, whether it has to do with baseball, whether it has to do with home life, whether it has to do with girls, um, you know, school, um, you know, some guys are struggling mightily right now with, you know, with their mental health and, you know, I'm, I'm super, you know, a big proponent of talking about it. And, you know, I hit it for a really long time that I battled it and, you know, it helps me a first and foremost to talk about it and B, Mm -hmm. if I can help any of my guys or, you know, my daughter or, you know, even her friends or, you know, anything about just having someone older or someone that's a, you know, authoritative figure, you know, say, look, it's okay, man. It's okay not to be okay all the time, especially, you know, in the climate that we're living in now. So, um, you know, I follow Kevin Love, you know, a lot of NBA guys, you know, you, you heard about Dak Prescott going through it this year. 
Um, you know, and the more that, that these athletes, I think, you know, are, are very open of all these kids that, you know, watch them every week and follow them. And, and, um, you know, when, when you see more and more of these professional athletes or, you know, actors and actresses and, you know, personalities on television talk about it and, and it becomes a little bit more acceptable every year. So, you know, it's something that's, you know, like, you know, Matt, Matt Swope's dealt a lot with, you know, cancer and his family and, and losing right. some, you know, relatives, you know, that's kind of my, my big one is, is that, you know, I want it to be okay for, for, you know, a, a grown man and a, and a 20 year old that I coach to sit down and have a talk, you know, about our mental health and how I'm struggling or how he's struggling, how I can help him. You know, sometimes they just need, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, someone to listen to him. Um, but, you know, and I think, you know, when, when you get into, you know, this is a question 15 minutes ago of, of my recruiting style is, you know, the reason that I think I've had success um, as a coach is because once those kids know that you sincerely care about them, mm -hmm. um, a lot of kids want to play for you, you know, so, you know, I will tell you this, you know, we had six D1 or D2 transfers come in last year and five of those kids had played for me at some time previously in their, whether it was summer ball or high school or, you know, and all those kids transferred from D1 or D2 schools, you know, higher levels. Um, but again, I think there's just so much more to this. Like I said, that, you know, when they have, they know that there's, there's different styles of coaches. They know, like I said, I wear my heart on my sleeve with my guys. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, I think that's probably if you were to ever talk to any of my players, you know, I think that would probably be the first thing that, you know, that they would talk about is, is that relationship, you know, because I think that's so important to me so much yeah. more than wins and losses. Yeah, no, I can't agree more. You know, it seems like even just in like your relationships overall, it, it seems like, and that's why I was kind of like even asking the question earlier about reaching out. Cause it seems like, you, you know, having the relationships, like you knew, like I can reach out to my buddies and I know these guys that would really help. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's definitely understandable for sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and just to tag on to that, just one last piece is it's actually too, it's kind of ironic. I mean, you know, I, I tell kids all the time, especially at the, at this level, you know, if you looked at a lot of the rosters, you know, of, of, let's say, you know, just teams around here, you know, they're going to be two States, you know, they're going to have a lot of PA kids. They're going to have, you know, a few Jersey kids, maybe a Maryland kid. You know, if you look at our roster, it's amazing. Um, you know, right now we have two Australian kids. We have a Canadian kid. We have about five Florida kids. We have a kid from Dallas who's a freshman. Um, we have a kid from uh, Georgia. We have a Juco kid from California. Um, obviously, Maryland is my, you know, my, my home mm -hmm. state. So I do extremely well there. Um, you know, again, coaching in those two leagues, you know, I have a ton of connections, but you know, I think we have 14 states that we represent on our roster, which right. I think is super cool. Um, you know, you got guys from all over the country and, and you know, at a really, you know, at a smaller size school, you know, kind of up here. And, and um, you know, there's obviously it's like kind of pro ball, you know, you kind of got guys from all over the world you have to kind of mesh with and, you know, learn different, whether it's a language or, or, you know, their food preferences. And, you know, so I think, again, that goes back into a cool real world type thing where, you know, you're not always going to be in your comfort zone. And, uh, but, you know, using that I played and a lot of my former teammates now run travel organizations or coach, 
you know, junior colleges or, you know, stuff like that. So it's, you know, again, you know, sometimes it's just picking up the phone and saying, Hey, you know, I called a buddy of mine, Brandon Agamononi, who, uh, you know, is down in Dallas. Now he was a pitcher. He played at Maryland. He was an Arundel high school kid. You know, we played on the Babe Ruth. We went to the 15 year old world series together. Mm. You know, he, he has a place down in, in Texas now called pro source baseball. And I called him last year and said, Hey, Ags, I want to bring in a, do you have any, any middle guys? I'm looking to bring in a 20 guy that can compete, you know, and kid came up and visited from Texas, love fell in love with the campus. And, you know, he'll, he'll be starting here again, I guess in about three weeks. So, you know, that obviously helps as well too. Like you said, of having some of those guys that you can, um, you know, get guys from and, and, you know, that they know what they're going to get to, they don't want to send guys to, you know, schools that they don't know what they're getting themselves into. So it's kind of a scratch each other's back type of situation, which is super cool. Oh yeah. And I, and I, I think, and I think what you said earlier was such great advice too about, about a school, even though you might not have any interest, you know, they reached out to you were interested and you still thank them for their time and respectfully say, I still have, although I've committed somewhere else, but thank you for the recruit. I just think that is such good advice uh, for everyone to hear. Uh, because there, that is, and that's something that I even, because like, you know, you at Wilson, like that, it's your livelihood. It's what you believe. It's what you love. You know, it's like your family, you know? And so like, he wants you to become part of your family and for you not to acknowledge that and say, sorry, I appreciate it. It just, like it said, I, I fully agree. I think that is such great advice. And then you think COVID now hits. Well, if you just totally burn this bridge with coach Poss, because you couldn't even give him a, now you might be up shits up, up shits creek. Yeah, you know what I mean. You and know, so, and are no, you really and, trying to find a you're home? Right. You're right. I mean, it. You know, you couldn't be any more. You know, spot on with that. That, you know, and it's funny too. How many times I'll tell you, Trey, that you know, you may reach out to a kid. It just happened actually a few weeks ago. Um, I reached out to a kid, kid from PA this year that I really liked, a physical kid, and, um, you know, kind of just. I call it big league to me, didn't answer. And, and, yep. and, you know, just got a text about a week ago. It said, Hey, you know, this is so-and-so. And, uh, you know, I wanted to see if you were still interested. And I said, dude, you know, you know, sorry, but you know, again, once, you know, once that, that bridge is burned, yep. um, you know, it's tough to kind of say, is that a kid that you think is going to stick with you if he doesn't come in and start day one? Um, you know, you start doing your homework of, again, what kind of, what kind of young man you're going after. Mm -hmm. Now I'll give you another example. There's another kid that did the same thing, um, who's still on my board and, you know, is deciding between us and somebody else, but he kept, he never didn't answer, you know? So again, I, okay, I'm not right. going to bug those guys. Um, and is, and it, they look, it's a lot, man. I know I said, I, I went through with my own kid a few years ago, trying to make a decision of what was the best fit for her and, and, you know, get a chance to getting on the court early and, you know, do they have her major, what size school, how far from home, you know, I think there's certain, you know, things that are very important in the college decision-making process, financial things, you know, uh, distance, um, you know, majors, you know, what size school you want to go to, do you, you know, the, all sorts of different things. Um, and, and again, you know, like I said to you earlier, some of these kids don't answer me. I kind of almost chuckle at it sometimes because if they would come and watch a practice, Oh yeah. Um, you know, and kind of see what we have. I mean, like, I'll give you an example. We were a second year division three program last year. We had 11 guys that were 85 plus mm -hmm. on our pitching staff. I mean, I would have had zero idea 
before I started coaching at this level. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, we play Keystone who's unfortunately in our conference, um, you know, who's, they're going to roll out 89 to 92, every arm that they have. So, you know, that's no different than, you know, a lot of small D one schools, Easily. um, you know, so that's, they better gotta, than, that's better than some small D one school. Yeah. And like I said, so I think again, you know, me being a guy that was a D one or bust guy, um, I understand when kids are like that. And, you know, I'll tell you this year, I, I think I hit a jackpot, you know, on two kids, um, you know, both Maryland kids that are mid mid eighties guys, you know, maybe even a little higher now that in, in a non COVID year, probably no chance that I'm getting them. And these guys are going to come in and, and, you know, probably throw really, really good innings, you know, for us next year. I mean, they could pitch for us this year, you know, to be honest with you. Um, So, you know, that's one of the things, again, with a new program, you want to establish that, you know, year one, unfortunately, we didn't have the depth. Um, So, you know, some kids had to learn the hard way along with me, you know, we had one, one shortstop really. And, you know, I can tell you a story and he'll tell it to you too. He didn't run a ground ball out. You know, he's our leadoff guy, let off a game and didn't even make it to first base. So he literally in the bottom of the first inning was taken out of the game. And I put a, you know, a guy that was nowhere near the caliber of, of player he was into the game to teach him a lesson um, about how we play. And again, going back to that old school thing of, you know, when you play for a Billy Ripken or, or uh, you know, a guy like, you know, Sharp, the, the, you know, the game was different back in the 70s, 80s. You know, sure. those guys instilled in me, there are certain things that you do anytime you step on a baseball field. Um, you know, the respect for the game, you know, that kind of stuff of, you know, hustling in on and off the field, you know, looking professional, carrying yourself in a professional way. And, um, you know, not to say I tell my kids all the time, I wasn't the perfect example of that. So, you know, that's why I try to help them. Do I punish them? Yeah, I have to. That's my job as, as a coach. You know, if they do something wrong, again, we're going to use it as a learning experience. But again, I have to also hold them accountable for the mistake that they made as well, or it's just going to continue to happen. So, you know, it's one of the things we talk about here is, is, you know, accountability and attention to detail. You know, again, I I don't want our guys out of practice for four or five hours. You know, we get in, we get out. It's usually a two hour practice plan. Um, We draw one up every night. Um, You know, it's literally posted on our inside of our dugout on the bulletin board each day. Um, you know, it'll have the pitchers, what they're doing, you know, team defense type stuff, you know, whether it be rundowns that day or relays or pick plays, um, you know, we're going to have a, a, our BP rounds are always going to have something, um, you know, whether it's working on two strike approaches, whether it's, you know, uh, driving a guy in with, you know, on third base, again, we're going to have a plan. We're going to just not go up there and try to have home run derby. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, Again, that comes back. And I brought that for me from, from Winthrop where I played, you know, my, my college coach posted it every day. Um, and I loved it, you know, and on, on top of that as well, same thing. We have a list of, you know, job responsibilities before and after practice that each of the kids follows. Um, and again, I tell them all the time, you know, I, I almost laugh. I don't know if you've ever been to our field. Um, when I interviewed for the job, it might've been, one of the three worst baseball fields I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, the history to it is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been in use since 1870 something. Um, in the 1920s, it was a farm team of the Yankees. They were called the Chambersburg Maroons. 
Um, but when I interviewed, the field hadn't been touched in about 15 years. Um, and the school put, you know, well over a half a million dollars into renovating it. And, uh, you know, I tell our guys, we take pride in it. It's a really cool place to play. It's, it's very unique. It's kind of like in a neighborhood. It's got a warehouse kind of like Camden and left field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but we take pride in that, in everything we do, whether it's the weight room, the study halls, um, you know, the, the practices, the, you know, the Phoenix challenge that we do at the end of the fall mm. where the kids kind of draft up, they, you know, you have four guys that draft teams and they compete, um, you know, they have some 2 AM runs, you know, they're in the, you know, it's a crazy week right before finals. Um, but you know, it, it's team building type stuff that I love. And, and, you know, like I said, it, it helps these guys really develop some really strong relationships off the field. Yeah, that's for sure, man. It sounds awesome. It sounds a lot of fun. So the Phoenix challenge is a great thing. So, um, I, I guess a couple things is, I, man, I've been really thinking about, you know, your comment about, um, individualizing, you know, within a team setting where like how you, you kind of touched base about how you, um, you know, as a player kind of, you were, you were allowed that kind of flexibility, that option to do that and how, how you've kind of brought that into, uh, your, your program, you know, um, because I'm sure not a lot many guys have gotten that so far, you know what I mean? So how, and I, and I know you say you had a great staff, each of them kind of do, does their own thing. Are you able to, is that, is that an expectation that like you have amongst the staff and what you guys do to kind of individualize within a team setting? Um, you know, you know, again, as, as a coaching staff, I think, you know, one of the same things is, is, you know, you want your players to be a tight knit group, you know, I'm, I'm the same way with my staff and, yeah. um, you know, actually one of my volunteers, you know, who's going to become our pitching coach lives with me, you know, he's a younger guy, um, you know, working, you know, working his way up in the baseball world, but, you know, we get together, we go golf quite a bit together, you know, we go to dinner a lot together, um, you know, we'll stay after practice and, you know, even go to the dining hall and eat with our kids. But, you know, uh, I think we're all always on the same page. And, and one of the things as a coach that, you know, I think as hard as my assistants work is, is they deserve that respect of having a say in everything that we do as a program. Now, ultimately being the head coach, you know, you're the, you know, authoritative, you know, decision maker, but, you know, I want our coaches to feel that they have that individuality too. So, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. You know, my base running coach and I completely have a disagreement about how you take your lead at second base. I was taught one way, he was taught another way. So, you know, we came to agreement. Obviously we don't want to argue in front of our players about, you know, our differences. Mm -hmm. So we give them an opportunity to learn both ways and whatever they're comfortable with, they can go with. Um, you know, again, I think, any time that you cookie cut anything, whether it's a pitcher, whether it's a, you know, a catcher, um, you know, a shortstop, you got to let them kind of, you know, play to their strongholds and, and their, you know, natural abilities. Now, again, there are some, you know, there are some things that we just don't let them do, you know, expectations of grades, you know, of, of not missing study halls, of not missing lifting sessions. You know, there are some definite things that are non-negotiable. Um, but as far as a player, as far as a personality, as far as, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, I, I think it's great for kids to be able to be themselves, you know, not mm -hmm. all of them are going to be the same, 
you know, again, and a lot of them aren't going to learn the same. Some may be visual learners. Some may be, you know, you got to put it down on paper for those guys. So, um, you know, again, that, that goes back to, you know, learning as a coach and evolving. Like I said, you know, I was a certain type of learner, you know, again, I was a touch and feel guy. Like if you would have sat there and, and, you know, wrote down my swing, I would have never understood it. Um, you know, I needed to see, I needed, you know, I was a visual guy. Um, so again, I think, you know, kids learn in different fashions and unfortunately, you know, I've had some kids struggle academically because they're having a really tough time with, you know, the way that they're having to learn right now, um, you know, and not, not being in person. So again, I think it goes so much deeper than, you know, cookie cutting any, any type of athlete. And, and, and again, you know, one of the reasons it's a funny story, my daughter, you know, again, chose volleyball. She was a really, really good softball player as well. Uh, but I think she chose volleyball because I knew nothing about it. And mm-hmm. it actually worked out to be great because I couldn't teach her anything. I didn't, you know, again, I teach her some really, really things that are important about being a good leader. And she's been a captain last year as a junior. And again, this year as a senior, um, obviously having a dad that's a, that, a, you know, that was an athlete, you know, a pro athlete and then a coach, you know, she gets it. So, you know, she's been around me of, of, you know, what's expected of her. And I told her, I said, look, you'll never hear a peep from me as, as dad. If you play hard, that's mm-hmm. all I'll ever ask from you. Um, and that's kind of the same thing I say with my kids. If we go out and we get beat, if somebody comes out and just beats us, I'm okay with that. Do I, you know, am I going to still be upset? Absolutely. I don't like losing. I want to be successful. I'm very, very competitive. But I'll be able to I'll be able to digest that a lot better than rolling over and just showing up. And, and you know, I will tell you, you know, this year, this is amazing to me. But, you know, we are, you know, getting votes in the preseason, you know, NCAA D3 national poll. We've literally had a baseball program for a year and a quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, we've played we haven't even played a full what I've played 10 I've played 44 games since I've been here, you know, in a year and a quarter, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and we're, you know, right now getting votes in the national poll. So, you know, expectations are very, very high. Um, but again, kids got to learn too, that, you know, one of, one of the things that has stuck to me from my high school coach used to tell us that, you know, you can't get up and down for games. You kind of have to say, okay, well, this is the norm and I want to play a little bit above that. So, you know, at the math, I'll give you an instance. If we're playing St. John's or Gonzaga, who are our big rivals, you can't really look at that different than you're playing, you know, somebody else who's in your conference as well. They all mean the same thing. And it's one thing that I learned as a high school player was not to try to be, have so many ups and downs. It was just a kind of get to that level a little bit above the norm and you just stay there. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things I try to teach our guys too. And, you know, if they ever do get lucky to play at the professional level, you know, it's a grind, man. It's a hundred, you know, you're gone, you're playing 29 days a month, you know, you have a day off, you know, once every few weeks and, you know, it's really not a lot of heart, not a lot of time to go up and down. You just kind of have to go out and perform. Mm-hmm. So, and it's kind of like work, you know, you know, you oh, just yeah. got to go in and get your work done every day at, at whatever job you have. So, you know, again, I think a lot of this stuff always ties for me as a coach full circle into some life lessons. You know, again, a lot of these things that they're learning now that are very important to me to, for them to learn while they are playing for me and under my program are going to benefit them for the rest of their lives off the baseball field. Mm, absolutely. 
our, our game, our game definitely lends itself to that. And I think baseball coaches really just have a great head about them shoulder. I think, cause like you said, our game just lends it to itself in a bunch of ways. One, it's built around failure. And then two, like you said, it's played so much that we have to kind of keep our head about it and know just, you got to keep, we got tomorrow. You got to, got to give yourself up and get, get it tomorrow. Get the next play. You know, you make an error, get the next play. You strike out. You got to look at next to bat. It's like, we're always kind of going for, I think we're, our game set up for that, man. 100% agree with you. Yeah, man. Dude. Uh, so, you know, getting into only having 44 games where you're at, you know, here we are in 44 games, you're getting national votes. Can you take us through a little bit about, you know, this, this journey that you've taken from starting a program. I know the first year you got it, you guys didn't play. So you were just recruiting. Is that correct? Correct. So, uh, you know, after finishing up at St. Mary's, um, you know, I, I literally interviewed maybe, I don't know, three weeks later when, and having a daughter that was in college in Pennsylvania, obviously kind of was, you know, uh, she was away at school and I was like, okay, if, if there's any time I'm really going to kind of make this jump, um, I drove up to Chambersburg, stayed in a hotel the night before, interviewed for the job. About two weeks later, they called and offered it to me. Um, you know, I talked to my parents. I talked to my, my daughter. I talked to my boss, um, you know, who I was working for at the time, made a, made a decision to come up here. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's twofold. I mean, in, in reality, you, you, you have some really cool things to sell. Um, about being part of something new, you know, about, about, you know, there's no starters returning, um, you know, being the first guy to ever, you know, get the first win, hit the first home run, um, you know, and then obviously something that most people don't know about Wilson. I'd never even heard of Wilson College before I came here. I'm going to be honest, mm -hmm. probably because it was an all girls school until 2014. So, mm -hmm. you know, we just went co-ed six years ago um, and they've been adding men's sports and, um, you know, I looked at it as a challenge to say, you know, again, when I took St. Mary's high school over, you know, DeMatha really doesn't unfortunately have those years where you, you know, really are that down, um, just because it's DeMatha and the, you know, the type of athletes that, that they attract, um, you know, DeMatha shaped, shaped the, you know, the person that I am today. Um, you know, did I love every minute of wearing a shirt and tie and suit jacket to school? No. You know, but again, I look back now as an adult and say, you know, it was the best decision, um, you know, that my parents made was was allowing me to, to go there and, and, you know, have some, you know, incredible friends, you know, Matt Swope, Bobby St. Pierre, who's, you know, the director of scouting for the Astros on the East Coast. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, the Gibbs brothers, I played against both of those guys. I was actually right in between them at St. John's. Um, so, yeah, that shaped me. But um um, you know, it was cool. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's tough to sell, like I said, a program that has no history. Um, but, you know, again, I think that goes back into having the kids buy into you as a coach and what your goals were. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, in all honesty, I had a four-year plan. We're going into, realistically, we're going into year three, which realistically is two because we didn't even play last year right um we're way ahead of where i thought we would be and and obviously the you know the transfers have really helped that um you know having guys come in from old dominion and shepherd or university of south carolina aiken um you know that's a shot in the arm to any lineup obviously right. so um again but those you know are kids that i had coached previously so i have relationships with those kids and you know again they're all super talented kids but you know I don't think 
players realize how tough it is to break through it at some of those big time programs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's, you know, Matt, one of the things Matt and I joke about is how early they're recruiting now. I'm like, you know, cause I'm out this summer looking for 2021s and he's out looking at 2023s and fours. And I'm like, you know, it, but again, that's that distinct difference between division one, two, and three, you know, of when the timeline starts for these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think by, you know, it still amazes me. I'll send a text out in December, November, December. If I see a kid, you know, late and they're going to say, well, I'm still looking at D one schools, dude. Then I tell them, look, man, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but you know, they're on 2024s right now. Like right. no chance. Uh, but no, you know, going back to the, the, the Wilson transition, um, you know, you got to sell your vision, sell your vision of the program, believe in, believe in what you, you know, your, your core principles are, you know, like I said, of, you know, these guys, if you decide to take that chance on me, you know, I, I, you know, told them my goal for us was to be a regional power and and to make NCAA tournaments while they were here, uh, put us on the map. And these guys have done it. I mean, already, um, you know, they've bought in, they bought into the system, they bought into being all in, you know, whether, like I said, it's, you know, raking the, you know, raking the bullpens after the practice or, you know, staying after or getting early work in or, um, you know, these guys want it. They want, they want it. You know, Keystone's won our conference 16 years in a row. We've only been in it for two. Um, you know, we beat them in our first year. We gave them their first conference loss and I want to say it was two and a half years. So, you know, we're knocking right on that door. Um, we made the conference playoffs in our first year. That was our goal. Year one was to go over 500 and make the playoffs, and we did both. Um, this past year was to be in the conference championship, um, you know, series, and then this year, third year, would it be to win it all. So, um, you know, I think again, I guess I have a little bit of a mulligan from last year that if I can say, you know, if we make the finals this year, we're still really on on track. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, with the talent we have and in, in the in the work ethic and the in the culture that, you know, these guys have established, that was probably the other biggest thing, Trey was, um, you know, when you start a program, we only had a few guys that were Juco guys that came in, um, you know, it was probably 85, 90% freshmen. Mm. Um, it's, it's tough to get leaders, um, you know, again, to step up and, and some of those older guys, it's, it's been remarkable that, you know, so I can, you know, there's a few in, in general that have played and there's a few that haven't, uh, but they've all been incredible leaders of just how we go about ourselves as a program. And, and the good part is now is going into year three, most of these kids, you know, when you have your guys like a Peyton Mason or Shane Bowie, these young guys that come in, um, these guys that have played for me now personally for a while, they, they, you know, they establish the culture. So they, mm-hmm. you know, again, it, it, I've always told our kids the best teams I've ever been a part of or coach police themselves. When I have to police them, you know, it's going to be a long year. So now, so now we have some of these kids who have been in this program now for going on their third year. Um, you know, they, they've really taken, taken the reins and of what the expectations are. So, um, but it was fun, man, you know, looking back and, and, you know, the kids that took a chance on, on, you know, me and, and building this program, you know, I'll, I'll forever, forever be grateful, you know, to them. And um, it's going to be a really tough senior night, you know, next year when, when a lot of those guys leave, Um, you know, so again, though, 
like I said, with my style, I have no doubt that I will be involved in those guys' lives for, for, you know, the rest of mine at least. And, and, you know, so, you know, those are the things, like I said, that are important to me, but um, you know, I've had coaches buy in, I've had players buy in. Um, so there's, you know, nothing more I could really ask of, of, you know, where we're at as a, as a program at this point, it's, it's going a lot, a lot faster than I thought it would. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And, and I think, like you said, and I, I'm just, I'm not wondering too, like, um, cause you've mentioned it a lot and talk about the relationships and getting to know the guys so well, and you even just mentioned about being in their lives and, and, and that comes from the, the deep relationship. Do you, do you do anything intentional? You know, I know some coaches who like, while they're warming up, you know, go around and talk. I know guys that just text all the time, or I know guys like, Hey, like they might meet individually or have certain times where it's just open door policy and never shuts. Like, do you do anything intentional to help grow that? Like you said, it just, get to know them, show you care. Um, or is it just something that, that you just, no, you, I, I think, I think I do. Um, I don't know if it's always thought out, um, you know, per se, like I don't go in with, okay, I'm yeah. going to grab these six guys today and see how they're doing. Um, okay. you know, I, I think some, some of that, is my mom always joked with me. I, I, you know, I really never knew what I wanted to do with life. And and I remember going into college, my junior year, I had to declare a major at the start. And I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. My mom's like, go into marketing, you know, get a business degree. She's like, you, you're very good at talking to people. Yeah. Um, you know, so Trey, in all honesty, man, I mean, I think it's just the sincerity of it. And, you know, I do, I text a lot. I mean, my kids know, um, you know, I tell them all the time if, if, you know, if you break down on the side of the road or God forbid you get yourself in trouble and, you know, or, you know, my phone's always on for my guys, my door's always open. Um, you know, unfortunately I wasn't a full-time, I wasn't full-time here at Wilson. Um, I actually worked a 40 hour a week job in Hagerstown. Um, the first two and a half years I coached here. Um, and then, you know, obviously I kind of not going to lie. I kind of went back to the school and said like, you know, look where we're at you know, yeah. look how many, how many players we have, you know, we're going to su sustain the success. You know, I, I really, you know, I want you to make an investment in me. Um, you know, we got a new athletic director this year from Virginia Wesleyan, along with the new school president, um, you know, who have both been unbelievably supportive of, of, so now I am actually the coordinator of athletic recruiting, um, along with being the baseball coach. And then I help manage the, the, uh, weight room, um, over at school. So now I am full time, awesome. which is, which is awesome because again, now, you know, for the past three years, I had the relationships had even now, even more, increased. Yeah, are, are gonna be even, even better, but yeah, I do. I mean, getting to back to your original question of, you know, yes, I text them. They text me. Um, you know, I just moved into a new townhouse up here. Um, we had about 13, 14 guys that were living off campus. Um, I sent one text message out, all 13 guys were here helping me move into my house. I bought, you know, got them dinner, you know, for helping me, stuff like that. I mean, again, I think that goes back to that, that just, they know, you know, it's, it's a reciprocal thing, man, you know, that I'm going to be there for them and, and, you know, they're going to be there for me. And, um, you know, like when I preach family, you know, I know it's so cliche, uh, but these kids are my family, you know, I mean, and, and again, I, I get to know all of them, whether they want to or not, I'm going to get, I'll, I'll win that battle just because I'm stubborn. Um, but yeah, I do. I let, you know, um, you know, especially like I said, through this, you know, these, these un, un, 
you know, fathomable th times that we've been in, you know, I, I, I'll send, you know, we use group me, you know, I may just yeah. send a message in there and say, Hey guys, you know, I know things are really rough. You know, if, if any of you guys need to talk, you know, you know, my phone's on 24 hours a day, um, you know, certain things like that. And, and you'd be surprised, like I said, you know, I, I literally, you know, again, getting back to the mental health aspect of it, um, you know, I think I put something out on social media about a year or a little over a year ago about finally saying, you know what? Yeah, I've struggled at for and, and I had three kids within the next two days, um, you know, come up to me at practice and ask if, if we could talk. And I said, absolutely. Um, you know, and again, they struggled with being a being a, a young man and, and, you know, people making fun of them or, or, you know, and I said, dude, it's no different than, you know, uh, you know, somebody wearing glasses. I mean, it's a, you know, or someone that, you know, has, you know, I, I don't know, I, you know, anything, you know, it's, it's a, you got to battle it. You got to have tools in your toolbox to deal with it. Um, you know, some days are tougher than others, but, you know, I, I always want our guys. Yes, I do. I walk around during BP. I, you know, I, I, you know, shoot the, you know, what with the guys, you know, I'm, I'm again, and, and, and I always am very honest with them too, Trey. I mean, did I have fun in college? Absolutely. Did I have fun in the pros? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and I tell them, you know, I'm again, I, I, there's a fine line that I have to walk as a head coach. Right. Um, but I also want them to experience college life and, and do it in a respectful way. Um, I don't need to hear what they did on Friday night or Saturday, you know, in the dugout, but do I know what they're doing? Do I know what my own child's doing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and again, like I said, I don't condone, you know, anything or, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, no matter what, it's almost like looking back to our parents, like my mom, you know, no matter how big of a mistake I made somewhere along the line, she always had my back, mm -hmm. you know, and again, that didn't mean that I didn't get, you know, didn't get what was coming on a punishment side or, or a learning lesson or, or whatever the case may be. And, and my parents were very strict, um, you know, so I look back and, and, you know, again, I take all of those life lessons that I learned, you know, watching, you know, uh, you know, coach Wooten, you know, he never yelled, you know, the best high school basketball coach of all time, never, ever in my four years, did I see the man raise his voice, um, you know, again, but that's how powerful, you know, that some of these relationships are with these kids when, when, when their well-being and future, you know, is what you're, what you're buying, you know, pushing into them. So again, I think it's, it's, it's just twofold, but yeah, I, I, I make every effort to know, you know, whether it's text, whether it's walking around, whether it's a phone call, um, you know, now being on campus, you know, that these guys all have an open door policy with them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it goes both ways. And, and, you know, are there times that I vent to them? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I, I mean, you know, my expectations for them on and off the field are very high. No, it's great. For sure. I mean, especially no, especially when you get to know them, you know, as, as you start to get to know them, that's when the expectations even climb even higher, for sure. Um, I, I, one thing I, I, I was thinking too, um, man, it's been great. This has been great. I know we're, we're hit, already hitting over no, an hour. Dude, we're already dude, and one of the, this is awesome. If you wouldn't, if you wouldn't tell me, man, I would sit up and talk baseball until literally I probably just fell over and fell asleep. So yep. no, this is uh, great. This is why I mean, this, you know, for me, this is why it's been great because you know, with us not having as much baseball as we want to, it's always nice to be able to talk some baseball. So the guy just loves it, man. Love the passion. I love it. Um, my, I guess another question is that, cause you talked about the mental side of things, right? 
Right. And and you talk about being an old school guy when you you didn't used to hear a lot of things about the mental side of the game when we were growing up and things like that. And so is that something you also bring into the side? Like you said, your mental health and things like that. What kind of mental health or mental strategies are you bringing into the baseball side of things to say, Hey, what are you doing between pitches? What kind of things are you telling yourself? You know, are you having these conversations? It's funny you said that. So when uh, Maddie and I were home, um, you know, uh, long story short, Matt actually turned me on to, I'm a high, strong guy, man. Like, you know, I, I, you know, that's one of my biggest probably downfalls is, um, I have a tough time shutting down. So, you know, not a great sleeper. Um, but long story short, um, Matt and I did a, uh, Matt, the William and Mary assistant and myself did a, uh, kind of recruiting seminar and, it was in Northern Virginia and we were literally on a stage um, at the high school and nothing in front of us. So you talk about somebody with anxiety, one of the most uncomfortable situations, you know, you're literally sitting in a folding chair with a microphone, you know, with these other two coaches and, and, you know, answering questions. So it was a very uncomfortable thing for me. Um, and Matt and I talked, like I said, we know each other extremely well, you know, as far as our families and, and, and everything. And, um, you know, I told him how I was like freaking out before it. And, uh, so long story short, uh, we both use a, a app on our phone. It's called headspace. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, um, I've actually just started, I think I'm coming up on two days from, uh, meditating for a full year straight every day. And, you know, I started out with, you know, like the two minute ones, because, you know, again, I told you my mind just doesn't do well, you know, trying to shut itself down. Sure. Um, but Matt actually did it with his guys at Maryland last year at the start of every practice. So, um, you know, I didn't start this till right about the start of our season last year. And I wasn't comfortable enough kind of really going into, you know, trying to teach our guys to, you know, to kind of do that. But, um, you know, and again, that's why I say, you know, when you do have good friends that you trust in this game, um, you know, Matt and I rode to Maryland together that day, you know, safely, of course, we had our mask and, and stuff, but, um, you know, we bounced stuff like off, off of each other. You know, one of the things I asked him was, you know, before I took this job, I said, you know, being, they just finished their first year with Rob and Matt yeah. and, and those guys. And I said, what would you do different? Um, you know, what was the one thing that you would do different? And, you know, Matt said was that fine line that you and I had talked about earlier about, you know, being friends with the guys, but yeah. also having, you know, that respect. So I took really, really, and I probably more than normally, you know, really watched that fine line, especially being a first year program. But, you know, getting back into that, that's something that I've already told our guys that we're going to start out. Guys are going to probably, you know, moan and, and not want to do it at first. But, you know, again, for everything that we do in baseball, whether you're on the mound, whether you're, you know, in, in the infield and, and getting in the ready position or you're on deck, you know, these breathing exercises that I do every day now slow everything down, which is what you want to do in the game of baseball. So, you know, we're going to incorporate that this year, you know, of, of, you know, taking time at the beginning of practice, we're going to start out with the two minute ones and, you know, the guys will all of them buy in probably not, but again, I will be very, very ticked off if the guys mess around during it, because it's something I think can help them not only become better baseball players, but, you know, it could be before you take an exam, 
interview, um, you know, job any, any job interview. Correct. Yeah. So there's so many things, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I told you, you know, I think a big thing is, is just talking about whether, you know, those aspects of things and, and failure and, um, you know, uh, again, for me, you know, it's been, I go to therapy to, you know, and, and I tell her all the things that I work on, we, we do, you know, all that stuff was so embarrassing to me for so long. And I hit it. Um, you know, those are the things that I'm so proud of now to say, you know what, I needed help. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's just like going to a professor to say, Hey, like, like I'm not getting these equations, you know, I needed to learn from a professional of a better way to, you know, and God forbid, if I would have learned this maybe 25 years ago when I was playing, you know, not saying that I'm not happy with my career, but you know, I, I lived and died by every at bat, you know, and again, you got to kind of, you know, especially at that level, you, you know, you're playing for your job every single night. So, um, you know, if I would have maybe had some of these coping mechanisms and, and, you know, breathing techniques. And so we're going to really work on that stuff this year. And again, I'm never going to force feed it to guys because again, you know, we have guys that are so relaxed that I laugh because I'm like, God, can I just be like that for one day to see what it would be like? Um, but, you know, I do want to give them the tools to help them succeed. And, and again, like I said, I think it goes way beyond the baseball field. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I'm never going to, you know, politicize anything or, you know, my belief systems on certain things that I don't think have any relevance to 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 these guys. I think, you know, you stick to, you know, being there for them on and off the field, you know, whether, like I said, it, it can entail so many different things, but you kind of let them grow and, 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 you know, nurture them and, and give them what they need to, you know, succeed. And, and, you know, one of the things I had two guys call me this past weekend that, you know, actually were are going into their third years. They're guys that didn't play a lot, um, you know, that had one got hurt and one, you know, has to keep a job to pay for school. And, you know, one of them was in tears, you know, telling me that, you know, he's been playing since he was five and, you know, and I told him, I said, look, man, that doesn't change the fact that you're still part of this family. You know, mm-hmm. you know, my end goal for you guys, like I've always said, is you graduating from college. So you made a very adult, you know, decision at 21 years old that, you know, you're going to continue to work and give up baseball, you know, to get a college degree. That's when I know I'm doing something right. You know, mm-hmm. and again, like I said, that these guys, you know, they, he wanted to hear me say it was okay. You know, that, you know, that I'm, that I supported them in, in that decision. And, and again, you know, like I said, being a father of a, of a child who's in the same age range, um, you know, I'm lucky, you know, I, I'll tell you if we do this interview in 15 years, I don't know if I'm going to be relating to the, to the kids the same as I do now. Right. Um, but you know, that's the fun part for it. Like I said, you know, all, all those guys, I mean, you know, from coach Wooten, you know, the most influential person in my entire life is my mother. Um, no question about it. Single mom, um, you know, raised me until she remarried. Um, you know, again, we have kind of some, you know, a very remarkable, you know, relationship and, and, um, I'm a, I'm a big family guy, you know, all sides of it, brothers, you know, cousins, sisters, aunts, uncles. Um, and again, those are the things, like I said, you know, that, these guys, you spend four years with these guys and, and, you know, they become that, that extended family. So, you know, some of the guys actually went to my first wedding of a guy I coached this past summer. Um, you know, it was, it was virtual, um, right. which it really was, but it was pretty cool to have a kid that I coach 
you know, at the high school level, who's getting married now, he's actually works in, in the government down in, in DC. So, you know, I keep up with all these guys, man. And then, and that's the, you know, the fun part and is, you know, I'm sure it'll get challenging the longer and longer I do it to keep up with all of them. But, um, you know, I, I enjoy that aspect of it. And like I said, um, you know, I love to win. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing, no, nobody that wants to win more than I do, but you know, I'm still learning to control myself and, and, you know, and, and become a better example for these guys of, you know, of how to act and be professional in a field and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience for all of us all the time, in my opinion. No, for sure. Wow. So let me just say in, like in, as we wrap things up here, so I want to keep you too much longer here, getting late at night. Is there anything that you feel that we haven't have covered that maybe just something you want to talk either about yourself, about Wilson, um, anything else that you think that you'd like to cover here before we get going? No, you know, like I say, I say this to all the kids. I mean, you know, are there things, you know, of course, I've really fallen in love with the Chambersburg area. Um, you know, again, I recruit a ton of Maryland kids, you know, Pennsylvania, there's probably 60 division three schools here. So, you know, you end up banging your head against a lot of the same schools over and over again. And not to say that I don't go after PA kids, um, cause I most certainly do. Um, but you know, Maryland, you know, a lot of the kids it's far enough away from home where they still can, you know, kind of have that experience. But, you know, I would tell them, like I said, you know, we touched on it earlier. Don't ever say no right away. Um, you know, if, if, if a coach is interested in you, especially during the times we're in now, you know, take the, you know, take the time to do a little bit of research. Um, you know, I always joke with our guys, our school's 81% female. Our guys don't hate that, you know, even oh, though we no. went co-ed, you know, um, so when they come on campus, it's beautiful. I mean, we have 302 acres, you know, we have a creek that runs through campus that the guys fish in. Um, you know, our baseball field is ours. No one else uses it. Um, you know, it's not like we, you know, uh, it's literally right behind the dorms on campus. Um, you know, it's a very affordable education. Um, you know, especially I know people, you know, they get so scared by the sticker price at the D3 level. You know, by the time if you're a good student and, and you know, your financial aid package, you know, at the end, you know, I tell kids all the time, I coached the number one ranked player in Maryland in 2016 and 2018. You know, one's at Maryland right now, Elliot Zoner, and one was at North Carolina, Stephen Pelly. They were both number one in, in the state. You know, they both got like 40%, you know, and they were the best pitchers in the state. You go to yep. a D3, you're going to get about 40, 50% off, you know, in your packaging if you do well in school. Yep. Um, so, you know, again, is it baseball money? No. But, you know, to, to never, you know, be respectful, um, you know, again, give schools a chance. Because, again, I would tell you this, you know, I tell kids all the time, you know, when I'm recruiting them, come watch us in the fall. Come up on a weekend, you know, come do an overnight, see what it's like to be on campus, meet with our guys, you know, stay in the dorms, hang out with them, and then come see us practice. If you think you're not a D3 player after you're done watching us practice, then I'll let you walk away. Mm -hmm. But I think once they get eyes on seeing the level of talent that we put on the field um, and again, you know, and then they also get a chance to talk to the players and um, you know, we've, we've, we've obviously touched on it tonight. You know, the relationship that I build with those guys, 
you know, I'm very comfortable. I always tell guys when they're recruiting visit, I'll give you any number of, I'll give you the every cell phone number of any kid on my roster, you and your parents. And you can call them, call any one of them, and they will be the best salespeople that I have. You know, so at the end of the day, if, if you're, if you stick to your, you know, words to these guys that you're coaching, you know, they're your best salespeople, you know, and then obviously you start winning games and, you know, getting some recognition, you know, in, in polls and stuff like that, it becomes a lot easier to recruit. You know, again, we just signed an Easton partnership, you know, as one thing super cool this yeah. week. Um, you know, we're the only division three school in the entire country that's going to have it. So, you know, mm. the guys get bats, they get batting gloves, they get travel bags, we get custom mitts. Um, you know, so I take care of these guys. One of my, my sayings to them is you guys bust your tail on the field for me. I'm going to bust my tail for, for you guys off the field. Again, luckily I have some connections from when I played, um, you know, made a phone call or two and, and, you know, I spoil these kids to death. You know, I was talking to our catchers, you know, they all get in the gear, you know, they all are going to have, custom gear with Easton on it and our logo. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they got to pick if they want the face mask or the hockey helmet. And, you know, so again, they're like, well, do we have to pay for this? I'm like, no. So, you know, again, I try, I jokingly say these guys get more free stuff than I did. And I played four years of, of D one baseball, but I work yeah. hard for these guys. So, you know, um, we have a really good thing going here. I'm excited. I can't wait, um, you know, to get back on the field, hopefully in a few weeks with these guys. Yeah, um, you know, you, you, you know, I've enjoyed this interview thoroughly. I love talking baseball. Um, oh, you know, I know you and I have, have developed a relationship, you know, a little one, you know, and I, hopefully this will strengthen it with our, you know, being that, you know, you're in one of my wheelhouses of bringing kids in here. So, yeah. um, you know, love for you to come out and see us play this year and, and kind of, um, you know, keep, keep the relationship going, but I appreciate everything that you're doing for the game, man. Um, it's been, you know, life-changing for me, the sport, um, you know, and every guy that I'm still in touch with are guys I played with somewhere along the line. So, you know, it, it's been good to me. And, and again, that's why I want to give back to so many others. Fantastic. No, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. If anybody wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, my cell phone and my email address are both uh, on the Wilson Athletics, you know, baseball website. Um, john.poss at wilson.edu. Um, I do check my email every day. I'm a big texter though. Um, you know, I do talk on the phone, you know, so these guys, again, that's one thing they asked me if I cared, you know, about having my cell phone number on there. And I said, no, you know, I want, you know, when kids reach out to me, they may not be the right fit for us. Maybe we have four catchers already. You know what I right. mean? Um, but, but again, I also, that goes back to that relationship where, you know, maybe I send them down to Shepard or, you know, or, or guys that I'm friends with or, you know, um, you know, another coach that I'm friends with because maybe they're looking for, you know, a catcher at that point. So, you know, that's why I said when when you touched on that earlier of how important it is to be respectful. And, and um, you know, again, as a 17 year old, 18 year old kid, I don't think they understand that. Uh, but you or know, they might not have someone telling them that, like, well, you, just like your say, daughter's fortunate I, that you told her that. I actually, that was going to be my actually next exact thing was, or they don't have someone at home yeah. or coaching them that, you know, it goes a long way. I mean, I 100%. will tell you this, you know, when a kid texts me and said, coach, you know, even kids that come on a visit and say, Hey, you know, I decided to go to, you know, X, Y, Z. And I say, Hey, you know, good luck. If there's anything in the future I can ever do for you, please let me know. Uh, but you know, you, you want that. That's a, that's a, that's a tough thing for an 18 year old kid to do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, it's, it's my daughter tells, tells me to this day, it's still the most uncomfortable thing she's ever had to do. But, you know, I think it's a life skill that she needed to learn, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a turning a job offer down or, you know what I mean? There's going to be, you know, one, and I guess, fortunately she's going to follow, she's looking to do, you know, to be a grad assistant in volleyball. So, you know, the apple didn't fall far, far from the tree as for, as for her, what she wanted to do, um, but, you know, I, I think, and she'll teach that, you know, the same way that I did, you know, when she's teaching her, you know, whether it's her club kids that she coaches right now, you know, but I think that's how you, you pass that down is, is, you know, the parents and, and the kids have to learn, you know, mm-hmm. that again, like I said, I'd much rather get, you know, even a text that says, coach, Hey, I looked up the school. It's not a great fit for me. You know, I'm looking for this. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Just don't not answer me. Yeah. You know, uh, you know what I mean? Like I said, right. it's a small world. And, and, you know, again, I think these kids, the more, you know, more the coaches do this, that's the one good thing I will say about COVID is I've been more involved with stuff like this, whether it's, you know, go wags or Rawlings, or, you know, I've done so many of these with different programs and, and um, you know, I think the kids and the families get, a little bit of an insight before you start recruiting them of, of what kind of, you know, person you are as a coach and, and um, you know, and then you get to learn a lot too, you know? So again, it's, it's been awesome for me um, in the relationships I've been able to develop, you know, through this, I'd much rather do it in person just because that's the kind of person I am. But um, that's one of the things I think that may stick with this in COVID is, you know, how, how easy this is for, for stuff to, you know, for, coaches the you know the abca to you know to, to watch you know is, is you know we have a global pandemic and riots going on in dc um you know we're still able to watch seven eight hours of of you know abc you know learning from the best coaches in the country you know so mm-hmm. again it's 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 constant learning um it's what i love about this game for sure no we got a, a great uh, fraternity for sure and and uh, well, I appreciate all you do for the game as well, Coach. And I really thank you for taking some time out tonight and carving it out here for the for the show, man. It was a very educational. Uh, I'm sure we could do it again sometime if you want to. Anytime, br- man. If you want to run it back, we could run it back we'll run and it back anytime get some stuff want. in there. But uh, well, ho- hopefully we'll uh, you know give us this year, and hopefully, like I said, we'll take that next step and and uh, you know hopefully get a taste of the NCAA uh, regionals, yeah. but. You know, you got to have goals. And, and again, I love to run it back anytime you'd have me, man. Head coach, Johnny Poss, who was in college. Just want to thank him for giving us a great, valuable information on a lot of recruiting. I think some of the most valuable piece of information, especially going through the recruiting process, um, is thanking those people who took the time to recruit you and being upfront about a decision when you have to tell someone thank you but no thanks, uh, being respectful of their program. I think that was extremely valuable information. Um, loved, you know, and again we've seen it's another common theme between all these uh, a lot of great coaches is the relationships. And I think it's more than just coaches. I think it's just but successful people have great relationships with people. That's how you build trust. And as you build trust, you can hold expectations. Everything stems from that relationship. So, um, you know, Coach Poss ex- ex- explained a lot of his relationships and how he's just available, he's authentic, um, vulnerable. You hear the vulnerability coming out and just the passion he has uh, for his players. So, again, Coach Poss, uh, John H., can't thank you enough for taking the time out here 
to talk with us on our 43rd episode of the Better Men, Better Ball Player podcast. Um, so continue sharing those great things, sharing the valuable information. Um, I love hearing it as long as there's uh, a need, as long as it's, it's going to help someone out, then there's a purpose for us, a reason for us to do this. So, um, again, thank you. Uh, we'll be at it next week again with some great conversations to, again, not only help people on the field, but helping people beyond the game of baseball because that's what our great game does so far, does so well. So until next week, keep getting better.